Really? Oh, suck your <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it was just like that. Okay, I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just watched Sinister. New details today in the grisly murders of a local family found earlier this week. I didn't want to move here. We couldn't afford to live in the old house anymore. Plus, the new story I'm writing is here. Is the story a good one this time? I'm going to write the best book that anybody's ever read. I got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. Family hanging out, barbecue, Saturday night. That's the family who lived here. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. The first one I found dates back to the 60s. The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. I have never been onto something this big before. Early Christians believed that Bagul actually lived in the images themselves and that they were gateways into his realm. Children exposed to the images were especially vulnerable to Bagul's abduction. Sweetheart, what are you doing? Painting. I wanted to paint her picture. Who are you talking about? Stephanie. She used to live here. What's the matter? What's happened? Get the kids. Pack the car. We have to leave here now. It's true. Kia, yes. it was your choice. Why don't you go it ahead was. and give us a quick rundown about what this one's about well, by reading it directly. Just off the top of my head. Oh, yes. Ten years ago, true crime writer Ellison Oswald made his reputation with the best-selling account of a notorious murder. Now desperate to replicate the success of his first book, he moves his family into a home where the previous occupants were brutally executed and a child disappeared, hoping to find inspiration in the crime scene. In the home, Ellison discovers a cache of terrifying home movies, unwittingly opening the door into a nightmarish mystery. Is that how you pronounce C-A-C-H-E, cache? Cache? Yeah. I think think you're right, and in my head I always always think of it as cache, but I think you're right that it's cache. A trove. Good catch. (laughs) Good cache. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't say who was who when you were reading that out. It It didn't say say in parentheses so-and-so was Mm -mm. Ethan Hawke and... I think training day they only, explorers. They only mention the Ellis and Oswald names. I'm pretty sure people can assume Ethan Hawke is the main right. person no, in this just, movie. Almost always they they say, you know, to kind of yeah. hook you in. Like, oh, Where of course. <laughs> Ethan Hawke from Reality Bites. I got to check this the fuck out. And Gattaca. That's you all remember they remember Ethan Hawke, right? <laughs> Daywalkers. <laughs> That's a good movie. Yeah. Is it Daywalkers or Daybreakers? I think it's Daywalkers. I wanted to pick that for Is the it Daybreakers? I don't you might know. be right. Predestination. Is that I haven't movie? seen that yet. Oh. It's really good. I think it's on Shudder, actually. Mm. 
That's one I recommend. There's a free recommendation for everybody. Go watch. Boom. That movie. Take that, Irish Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch any trailers or anything before you watch it, though. It's like it's good to have the least amount of knowledge going in. So it's a horror movie. Uh, no, it's like a science fiction movie, but it's really good. It's good. It's yeah. how recent is it? Oh, within the last five years, I think. Oh, we should watch it. Yeah. Who who directed it? Uh, that would be John. Mc- and the screenwriter. Keener. <laughs> Bill. Tell us. Forthwise. What's it about? We just start talking about. It's a. Uh, did it premiere a, at Sundance? I'll I'll tell you. <laughs> the only thing I'll tell you about it is it's a time travel movie. Oh. Spoilers, jeez. <laughs> but it's not confusing, is it? No, yes. it, it all makes sense. In, well, it's it's one of those when the movie ends, you're going to be like, mind fuck. Really? Now I want to watch it. Maybe that's what we'll watch tonight. You'll be like, well, I'll probably never watch this movie again because oh. you already know the ending. It's sort of like a... The Sixth Sense. <laughs> yeah, like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where you're like, once the thing is revealed at the end and you're like, oh, that was kind of cool. And then... <laughs> but once you know what it is... I don't know. Maybe you, get, you can get like a second viewing out of it, knowing what's going on. Maybe fun to watch uh, with someone that hasn't seen it yet. You kind of yeah. knowingly nod and go, "Yes." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, anyway, back to Sinister. Sinister from 2011. Is that when it came out? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Starring. No. Well, oh. it says 2012. Maybe it was 2012. I feel like for some reason I thought I saw it in New York, so that would fit. Quick story, when I saw it in New York, I saw it in a theater in Manhattan, and... Uh, <laughs> Ethan Hawke was sitting next to Well, <laughs> close. I, when I was at the concession stand, Kevin Bacon came up. That's pretty cool. got some popcorn. Yeah, was like, how popcorn. much is the popcorn, man? And you were like, it's a... Uh, uh, really? <laughs> I suck your cock, Kevin Bacon! <laughs> it was just like that Jesus. blow out everyone's ears with my <laughs> ecstatic... Was he by himself? From what I remember, yeah. Oh, he was there uh, at the concession stand. I don't know if he. Uh, Are people like that's Kevin Bacon? Or in no, New York, I, they don't really care. Well, I I feel like I in the my memory, I was the only one around really, so I didn't really have other people to go. Huh, who? What? You know, I was just like. <gasps> and then I was like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Going back to Sinister, 2011, 2012. Yes. Kia, this was your choice. Why did you select Sinister? Well, I selected it because I have it. I selected it because I do own it, and it's a horror movie that I've talked about several times. Usually I talked about the soundtrack. I know I've mentioned that on the podcast before. It's one of those movies that when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, this looks so stupid. But then as time went on, I would hear people say that it was good, and eventually I checked it out, and it was really good. Mm. So I was surprised at how good it was. So, well, And will you really quickly tell us the writer and director? Because it ties into something. Scott Derrickson, I think, is the name of the director. Scott Derrickson, yeah, Scott Derrickson film. Where? Oh, it's written by Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill. 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 Um, they're the team that did Doctor Strange. So, really? Yeah. I know. Would... I know you like that one a lot, Jeff. So. Yeah. And oh, like they wrote and directed Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The That's funny thing, I almost said this during the movie. Where I was thinking, like, man, they should have gotten Ethan Hawke to play Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like. I think Benedict Cumberbatch was good, but like, I was watching Ethan Hawke in this, and I was like, he would have been a really good yeah, Doctor he, Strange. Wow. I, I wonder if uh, there was ever thoughts of that since they worked with him previously, or yeah. if you know. He, he seems like the type that wouldn't really want to be in a super yeah. mainstream superhero Benedict movie. Benedict Cumberbatch has that 
air about him where he just seems like he is on a higher plane, something. He seems unique and a mm. little different. I'm a big uh, Ethan Hawke fan, I think. Like, I've, I I've just like kind of realized in recent years like how much I really like him. He's a really good actor, and he's a good director, and uh, I've seen interviews and stuff with him, and he seems like a pretty genuinely like nice person. Right, uh, like, right. I, I saw a thing where he was... They, it's a YouTube series. I think it's for GQ or something where they take... A, they have different actors, and they'll uh, have them talk about roles that they've played throughout their career. And the one of him was really good because every time they pick a different character, he he would instead of just talking about himself, he'd be like, "Oh, that movie was really fun to work on because I worked with this person mm. and that person. These guys mm. are the ones who really made this great." And I'm like, if you seem, you know, he didn't seem like he was really full of himself. Right. Like a Have lot you of se- people might seen the one he was in recently that when people got upset that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar for it, or he's playing like a priest or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. It's a Paul Schrader movie, too, I think. The guy that wrote Taxi Driver. Um, and people were really upset that he didn't get a Best Actor mm. nomination because apparently he was really good. It's funny because his career started, He uh, his first movie was Explorers. Mm. And when he went into, he didn't even go to, uh, what do you call it, audition mm. for that. Like he, One of his friends was auditioning for it. And he was just waiting for him in the lobby. And then... Like Joe Dante came out into the lobby and saw me. He's like, "Who's that kid?" Mm. And like, he's like, oh, "I'm just waiting for my friend." And like, "You want to audition?" He's like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, sure." And wow. now he's like this Ethan huge Hall. actor. Yeah, Joe Dante <laughs> is owed a little bit of credit. Yeah. Finding a he's like, "What about that kid? He's yeah. pretty cute." <laughs> I think those um, were like the words I heard Joe Dante say. The movie was uh, first reformed, by the way. First reformed. That you were talking about, Kia, and uh, he directed that movie that's highly anticipated. Um, Oh, no, he didn't direct it, did he? Is it the, the one about movie? the country singer? No, no. Oh. He, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio directed The Kid, which stars mm. Ethan Hawke as Pat Garrett. Oh, and yeah, It's yeah. a Billy the Kid story or whatever, yeah. Looks oh. pretty interesting. I yeah, definitely. I thought Ethan Hawke had something to do with that country music Yeah, I think singer. he directed that one. Blaze. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we had just seen, a, a, did we see that on From the Tour Bus? Yeah, Mike Judge Mike did an Judge episode from the tour bus. on that guy, yeah. the country music star Blaze, yeah. That's supposed to be a good movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Blaze Foley, if you guys want to look him up. I might yes. might even drop in a song of his right here. If I could only fly If I could only fly I'd bid this place goodbye To come and be with you Yeah, did you like Great. that? It's a great song. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I think they did a screening of it at uh, Belcourt recently, and he really? he was there and did like a Q and A. Oh, nice. Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Was that Belcourt? Yeah. Wow. Does within, he live in within t- the last year? No, I think he was just here to show the movie and. Oh all man! That stuff, but. When we went to see It Follows, they had like I don't know, like a disease specialist there. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is oh. much more interesting. <laughs> when I saw It Follows, the director was there, did a Q&A afterward, but I left before. <laughs> you, did you not know, or were you just like, no, I don't really need to I, do what this dude says? I knew, but I also, like, I was on a tight schedule that day, mm. and I was like, I kind of, I have to go, because I had already made plans with somebody after the movie, and mm. I couldn't be like, hey, I'll catch you next time I'm in town, because it was in L.A., <laughs> I was like, I think I'll catch you next time I'm in town. This guy's going to talk about this movie. But mm-hmm. I, I ended up just leaving. So so they get the director in L.A. and we get like a disease specialist in Nashville. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, when uh, Destroyer 
played here at the Bell Court. Guess who did a QA? Nicole Kidman. She did. She lives here. I know, but I'm just saying we get the legit <laughs> Hollywood <laughs> stars. Ethan Hawke. That's true. Here. Yeah. So. That's true. That is yeah. a big that's a big star. So you apologize to six one five. And when the movie Anvil came out, the direct the documentary, mm. the band Anvil played. Yeah. Didn't the yeah. stage like <laughs> didn't the screen come up and they just started playing like literally like right? Uh, I don't know. I wanted to go to that show, yeah. but it was sold out. So I, I saw it at the Bell Court, but it was just the movie. Mm. I wish I could have been there to see them play like metal on metal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we, we the Sinister movie. Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit more, Kia, about uh, your experience with Sinister and why you like this movie so much. You, you mentioned well, you... I watched it. I was living in my apartment by myself at the time, so I was alone one night and I turned the lights out and I finally watched it, and um, it was really creepy like it's mm. i mean the movie is dark literally because they like jeff mentioned when we watched it they don't turn on any lights in the house so it's yeah. everything's just kind of dark and then it involves him watching a lot of home videos from other yeah. people and um those are always paired with very creepy music and right. there's a few genuine jump scares um i would, I would think watching it alone in a dark room is definitely the way to watch this movie. Yeah. I mean, we saw it like in the bright light of day, <laughs> three of us cracking jokes every now and then, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm sure that kind of... It's kind of gloomy out. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's but yeah, you're right. It is, uh, it is middle of the day. Yeah. But yeah, I just like remember walking away from that movie mm. just being like, why I really misjudged the trailer. Because mm-hmm. in the trailer, they show the, the creepy character, Magool, or Mr. Right. Boogie, and I thought, oh, that's, they just kind of gave it away. Now we know what it looks like. That's kind of, he's just outside the window. Mm, seen it, done it. And so I thought it was just going to be a silly horror movie. I don't know yeah. why I thought that, because Ethan Hawke is in it and he is a prestige actor. But I just, yes, I just walked away thinking I got this wrong. And ever mm. since then, I always recommend it to people. Yeah. I think I'd seen a trailer for it a long time ago, but I never watched it. And um, I had heard it was good, too, probably for both of you mm. and other people, too. But. Mm. I didn't realize there was this Bagul character in it. Yeah. And when I when that started being revealed throughout the movie, I was like, oh, is there going to be like some cheesy like bad guy that walks around the house later mm-hmm. and it's, he's going to be like the next Jason or whatever. But like I really <laughs> liked the way they did it. It was pretty subtle and he wasn't like, spoiler, he's not walking around the house like yeah. stabbing people and stuff. He doesn't actually come in contact with any of our main. Yeah. Not until the very, very, not until the very, very end. Very end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was kind of watching it now, you know, Ethan Hawke plays a true crime author, and it feels very timely several mm-hmm. years later because this was right before true crime became so mainstream and popular. Um, and, and now I think some of the commentary that's kind of subtext mm-hmm. about uh, what is the motive of someone that's exploiting true crime for profit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's writing these books about grisly murders and, and he claims they even, he, he's, you know, kind of down and out. He's trying to get his career back and everything. And he watches old videotapes of himself uh, doing interviews and stuff. And in one of the interviews back when he was really famous, he says, uh, you know, I do this to help the victims and to, you know, kind of patch in holes that the police like tell left. their story. Yeah. yeah the and interviewer it, asks him, like, would you rather the murder, the crime is solved or would you rather your book be a bestseller? Mm-hmm. 
and, and he's he claims, like, yeah. yeah, he claims I'd rather uh, cut off both my hands before I write a book for money. <laughs> yeah. And he realizes watching it at, years later that I am writing books for money. This is, mm-hmm. I am exploiting these people and their pain and misery. <laughs> so yeah, Ethan Hawke's true crime writer and he literally moves into the house of a family that's been murdered in the backyard. And he plans to hole up and write the next great true crime novel and become a multimillionaire off of it. Because they really stress home. Like, the first act, the first really 20 minutes is him stressing to his family, like, hey, we are going to have a great life again because I'm going to get us back. Like, we're going to be back on Broadway again. So, (laughs) you know, buckle up. You know, just give me me a a couple months and, you know, we're going to be back in that big mansion. And And he's more, in this particular case, I don't know about his other books, but... In this case, he's investigating where a family was murdered, but one member of the family had disappeared. Yeah. So it's not just him writing. He is really investigating. It's not just him like, you know. That's a good point. It's not like something that happened in 1976 and he's writing like a grisly book about it. Like there is someone actively missing that the police have basically said, you know, enough time has passed. We're comfortable declaring it a dead end. But uh, he seems to think there might be a chance that you know she's still out there the the youngest uh, kid in the family or whatever mm-hmm. was never found so mm-hmm. um and this opens up with one of those grizzly murders the very first yeah. shot oh, yeah. is four video. people getting um executed via lynching or whatever all at the same time they all get it's like a mechanism pulls them up into a tree and yeah like somebody cuts a branch off a tree and then mm-hmm. the tree branch falls and all the ropes are tied to the branch and when it falls they all yeah. go up and I don't remember exactly, but I would imagine when I did watch this movie, finally, I was probably like, I wasn't expecting that. Right. So, all right, here we go. (laughs) First thing. Let's do it. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely sets a tone, right? And uh, all throughout, Ethan Hawke's character discovers home video footage of other uh, executions, basically really grisly executions of families. It's usually a group of, you know, mom and dad and a couple kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's always one person missing. Right. right. So. Which he doesn't realize quite at first, but slowly as he investigates, yeah. he and a local police officer um, kind of uncover like a, a thread between all these, these murders, all this footage that he found in the attic. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, and then I thought uh, something they did really well with the footage, you know, they kind of parse it out throughout the movie of, you know, him, Ethan Hawke, like, really watches these and reacts viscerally to them. You know, he starts yeah. drinking more and more as it goes. I, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say what they do great, I think, is there's, like, four or five of these execution videos or eight-millimeter reel-to-reel home, home videos. And uh, but what I think they do really great is the first few are, like, methodical and really slow. They build up to the, the execution and they have like this kind of moody music going behind it and everything. And then one of the last ones he watches, the infamous one with a lawnmower, oh, they go yeah. the opposite direction where you think, oh, it's building up to a moment. You see someone get a lawnmower out of a shed and they start up on the, the grass. You think, oh, he's going to lead over to a family or something or whatever. And it just jumps yeah. straight to someone's head. Yeah. You know, like it, yeah. it jumped right over. Yeah, there's head. no build up to it. And I thought they did it so perfectly <laughs> that I remember very vividly in the theater being like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I think I exclaimed when it happened. And here at home, I even kind of had a moment yeah. knowing what was going to happen. So It's pretty shocking because, like, I, I mean, this is the first time I've seen it. And there's no blood or anything in that Mm-mm. scene, but it was still like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Someone <laughs> yeah. just ran over a guy's head or someone's head. This really isn't, speaking of no blood, there's really not, there's really no bloody scenes 
period. No, that's a really good observation. Um, it's all kind of implied violence or yeah. really subtle. Even there's one sequence where uh, the, the family is executed by their throats being slit. Yeah, but you, but don't, you don't really see a see gratuitous amount of blood or anything. Yeah. And, and when the lawnmower, that, sorry, when the lawnmower hits, I don't think you see like the aftermath. No, you just, no. and yeah. you probably have your eyes closed by that point anyway from mm. fear. Yeah, and that scene where they're cutting the throats, like you just you see that through the reflection on Ethan Hawke's glasses. Oh, good point. More yeah, than just like a straight-on yeah. shot of it. And it's not gratuitous. It's not like arterial spray. It's yeah. just mm -hmm. like blood. So it's, it's not gruesome. Or very well directed. Like that. Very because because a lesser director definitely would have made that mm -hmm. this really over the top, you yeah. know, grisly. So I will say when I watched it, there was something kind of how you've said before when you see people drinking coffee in movies, mm -hmm. it makes you. When I see people drink. Like little tumblers of like scotch when yeah. they're under duress. That always makes me just want to just drink it too. And he does that in the movie. He like smokes and he drinks. And I remember just thinking how well he did that, even when he wasn't saying anything. Like, just, I had the same I don't thing. Know. I was like, oh, I want a glass of whiskey. Now. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's something very romantic for some reason about, uh, you know, if you're writing or working or something like that, having a little little something to drink as yeah. you're doing it, there is something. And that's not know. even something I would drink. I would right. mix it with Coke and it would be so <laughs> Apple sweet. Apple please. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So. In fact, I'm going to go buy a bottle of bourbon when we leave today. <laughs> Although I did use, I told this before, I, used, I did used to drink um, whiskey and Coke a lot. And as Elijah Craig and... Um, this is back when I lived by myself. And I think I was at the liquor store buying a bottle of Elijah Craig like once a week. And at some point I thought, these people probably think I have a drinking problem. But mm. I, I don't, I swear. It just goes fast. If it was, <laughs> if it was once a day, maybe. Once a week. That would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be very bad. <laughs> Any other observations, things you guys want to talk about from the movie? Oh, yes. Um, well, there's a sequel, right? Yes. Can we I'm not going to say anything about the sequel because it's not worth talking about. But um, the guy that plays the deputy in this, what's his name? John Ransome. James Ransome. Mm -hmm. Ransone. Um, is the deputy in the second one. And the family is led by, what is her name? Linda Carlini, isn't that who no, it is? No, it's the lady that was in A Knight's Tale and um, Wayward Pines. Uh, Shoshana, not Shoshana. Oh, I know you're talking about, but I don't know her name. I'll tell my head. There's no way. You have a phone right in front of you. You could. Uh, you just really. If it's Someone is sassy today, ladies and gentlemen. Is <laughs> <laughs> thinking about blowing Kevin Bacon. Um, her name is. Here I'll it comes. Eat that bacon. <laughs> Sizzling. Shannon Sossaman. So Sinister Two has a fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the first Sinister has a 64%, so not yeah, super high, but fresh. Pretty well received. The second one ain't fresh. so fresh, but James Ransone is in it, and me, uh, Craig and I saw that at the movie theater, and one, we didn't like it, and I just thought his acting was so bad in it. He was pretty rough, yeah. He was, he's good in this, though. I think when he's... He's okay, but when you... He's the director. Hmm. He's okay. I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie. When he does his lines, he sounds like he's reading it. And when you have Vincent D'Onofrio and Ethan Hawke in the same movie, it's like, this dude is not as good as these guys. It's just, the way he delivers, it sounds like he's reading it, like he's at a tape. I don't know. It just Why? sounds... I think you have it out for our I boy do. here. He's, and he's going to be fine. in the new It, so... He looks like the kid he's playing, though. I have to say, when I was watching this, I thought, oh, he looks a lot like that kid. Oh, that kid um, with the... Yeah, the inhaler, the, inhaler the glasses but see, in and stuff. in It Chapter 2, now he's going to be with 
Bill Hader, Jessica Chastain, and James McAvoy. Yeah, so you also, have to step your game up. He's also going to well, be from like a soap opera star from New Zealand and the Old Spice guy. So he's got some people to play <laughs> off of that are like not, you know, proven. And I, I didn't think he was bad in this movie. I didn't he, well, if you saw Sinister 2, you well, would... Well, that's the thing is I didn't see Sinister yeah. 2. I'm saying Boom. it's not his fault. It's, it's probably the director. So like, for instance... I know a lot of people love this movie, but I, I only saw it as an adult, and I'm telling you, it's not a good movie. It's a Pet Cemetery, mm. <laughs> the original Pet Cemetery. Oh. Yeah. And I've seen those actors in other things, and yeah. they're fine in other movies, right. but they're over the top, ridiculous in uh, Pet Cemetery. So. Yeah. And, and I think this guy, um, the deputy, playing a supporting role versus the lead in Sinister 2, it, I think that's really what hurt that movie a lot, was just that he's in every scene. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's fine, but maybe not the strongest actor of all time, he's just one you of those know, to carry that a movie. So It seems like he, if he has, if he's playing sad, he's literally like... <laughs> Frowning, like it's just too much. He, he just... puts like Vicks vapor rub under his <laughs> eyes, like I gotta go for it. He, but I mean, you know, Kia out out for blood. You just you want to take this guy that guy down a peg or two. Maybe I'll be proven wrong with it. Chapter two. I hope so. I hope so too. Because the trailer looked good. I don't remember him in it, yeah. but mm. the trailer looked really good. I thought the daughter. In, the, in Sinister, the original Sinister. Yeah, yes. um, I thought her acting was fine, but she did make me. She made me think of the um, the kid from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, right. <laughs> when she was in bed, she was like, Daddy, <laughs> are you going to write a better book this time? Good night, Daddy. And the kid in Sons of Anarchy was, yeah. when he was supposed to be asleep, you could like see him smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty rough. But I think uh, also when, you know, because inevitably the ghost of the children or the possessed children are exist on some plane of reality and they're kind of like spooky looking zombie kids and uh they look a little silly a mm-hmm. lot of times when yeah. they're shown yeah. like they do that thing where they their heads are tilted down but they look up yeah and <laughs> they're trying to look sinister if you right. will and they they look a little silly and and at the end of the film uh, all of them are gathered <laughs> together and i just couldn't help but think of like something like thriller uh, you know what i mean it seemed like a music video in a, in a yeah. bad way you know like i don't know i will say one thing i liked about this movie and sinister too because i thought it happened in this one hmm. but it didn't so it must have been sinister too that when the Possessed children, ghost children, or whatever. I don't know. Are they officially dead, or have they just kind of been taken over? I think they're kind of in a weird limbo place, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But when they move, that makes sense, because when they move, they move in very slow motion. Right. And I remember in Sinister 2, there's a really cool scene with them moving very slowly, like running down the hall. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. They almost move like they're in water. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, going back to... Ethan Hawke, I mean, I think his sincerity in this movie really sells a lot of it. Because, again, with a lesser actor, you know, this would play a lot sillier. Because, I mean, the concept is a little bit wonky when you kind of slow down to think about it. But he is acting so well and so sincerely that the gravitas, I think, is like raised a lot more than maybe it should be in some cases. Like that Um, scene towards the end where him and his wife are arguing, I thought was really... When he's finally decided he wants to leave the house, you mean? Or Um, right before that? After the daughter draws on the walls. Right. And him and his wife have that really big argument. Right. Um, Well, the wife discovers... Ethan Hawke's character moves into this house without telling his family that, oh, by the way... This, a family was killed here. Like so, his wife has no idea that they're living in a literal crime scene. Yeah. 
Um, mm. And she finally discovers this ways into the movie, and they have a huge blowout fight over it, where she is completely justified in everything she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I thought they did a good job with that, also with the writing and direction, that she is never a shrew. Like, whenever she yeah. is, like, going, hey, this is pretty fucked up, what we're doing right now and mm. w- what you're doing, and, uh, you know, I'm noticing these changes in our kids and you and... And, like, most of the time in a lot of these movies, it seems like the wife is kind of overbearing and yeah. the, the dad is the one that's level-headed. I think they did a great job of, like, I totally understood where she was coming from and thought yeah. she was right most of the time, or all the time, really. Yeah. So, I got, a, I got a bit of The Shining from mm. the mm. movie a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's probably some influence there. Well, or writer, yeah, yeah, kind of slowly descent in alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, oh, and the other thing I meant to bring up is uh, night terrors apparently involve oh, yeah. sleepwalking and hiding in places and revealing <laughs> in yourself. I mean, like... In the, very the, dramatic yeah, ways. Yeah, the first... The, the, the son, the oldest son in this movie has night terrors, and there's a couple of sequences where he scares the dad. And in the first one, he rolls out... He unfurls out of a, a cardboard box backwards, naked. And he's like, ah! You know, and, it, and it's very, it's, 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 it's scary, but it's also so over the top that it's comical. Like yeah. I was kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Like I'd forgotten that whole thread, you know, when, when we were watching it today. Um, so anyway, any of you guys that suffer night terrors that are that, uh, vivid and involve you sleepwalking and hiding and scaring other people in your household, I'm very sorry. <laughs> And write to us about him. That sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it didn't seem like it was that big of a box he was in. No. Yeah, he was like curled up in a ball in there. And he was like, ah! waited till, <laughs> Waited till he heard footsteps. He's like, yeah. daddy's home. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> um, oh. oh, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio plays the professor that kind of is an expert on the occult. Yeah. As you'll have. And he was um, very good. He had a small part, and it mm-hmm. was all like via... Video chat. Yeah. But he's really good. I wonder if that was real life. If he was like, listen, I'll be in this fucking movie, but I'm not going to be there in person. <laughs> yeah. I'll Skype. You know, that type <laughs> of thing. Can we just Skype my yeah, partner? Like, sure, okay. Um, okay. And, and like, there, there's a funny scene where, you know, he's like knee deep in the research and D'Onofrio is telling him like, oh, this uh, ancient deity, uh, Bagul, you know, and all this stuff. And uh, a lady hands him a cup of coffee off screen and he's like, thank you, Donna. Like, <laughs> something about that was really funny to me, how he breaks stride talking yeah. about all this stuff just to like look up and he's like polite. nicely, she you know, have to bring him I don't know if it was his wife or, yeah, uh, you know, say. an assistant or what. But. She was probably literally like, we need somebody to do this really quick. Hey, I know Vincent D'Onofrio. I'll give him a call. And then they're like, can you do this? And his wife was... literally comes over yeah. and says, oh, you go, Vincent. That's good. <laughs> it wasn't even on purpose. Yeah, we should look and see what Vincent D'Onofrio's <laughs> wife's name is or if he's, he's got oh. an assistant named Donna. <laughs> There's also um, a Nashville actor in that movie, former Nashville actor, lawyer, Fred Thompson. Oh, of course. Yeah, who's, yeah. who's named in the movie as Fred Dalton Thompson, which I've is never interesting because yeah. he's always been Fred Thompson. But w- One yeah. thing I thought was weird about Fred Thompson in this movie, he plays the sheriff and he kind of leans on Ethan Hawke early in the film going like, hey, we don't want you writing this book. We don't want the attention, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Which, by the way, I, I don't know if there's ever been an era where a true crime author is that uh, famous because they're talking about like how the Truman wife Capote, right? Well, yeah, but like the wife is saying she can't go to the grocery store without getting stares. It's, like, well, not because know. he's famous, think it's because it's in poor taste that they're living in the house. Oh, living in the house, okay. Yeah. I guess it would spread pretty quickly, in all fairness. Um, but yeah, Fred Thompson is leaning on him, you know, as the sheriff to, to move. And one thing I thought was really strange about Fred Thompson in this movie it's just this costuming, he's a sheriff and he's got the traditional sheriff's outfit and he has a whistle 
Mm-hmm. He has a whistle. Like, is that normal? Do all all probably all police officers have like a whistle just like on their lapel, like that they can like pull down and blow on? I wouldn't be you would surprised. Probably know more about that I've never noticed. I've never I I, all my years working in law enforcement. I've never They're noticed in that. Pennsylvania, but maybe, and it seems very remote. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do it in case they have to go through like the woods. You can whistle so someone can find you. Maybe. Maybe. Like the sheriff, care. though. Like the elected sheriff is the one with the whistle. Like, <laughs> like you know, like whenever, like. I didn't get the feeling that this was like a large police force. True. This is a very, it was right. like a kind of small yeah, yeah. place. Rural so. Pennsylvania. That's what I, that's my thinking. Kentucky blood. <laughs> I remember that too. Like everybody kept saying the title of the uh, the previous Kentucky book that Ethan Hawke had written. It did really make me want to watch because he 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 says that his next book could be his in cold blood. Mm. Um, I, I think I want to finally read that book. I, I've only movie. seen the film, you know, from mm-hmm. years ago with um, Scott Wilson mm-hmm. um, and uh, what's his name, Blake, the guy that killed. He he was in like a few David Lynch movies and he Blake Shell. Oh no! He really killed somebody. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, really? So he oh, pl- Robert Blake. Robert Blake. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beretta. Yeah, um, Beretta did that shit. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that from the Chappelle Show? Anyway. But uh, yeah, like uh, I've seen that, but I've never watched. I've never read any Trubin Capote's That's work. I should have. Whatever happened point. to him? Is he still? Is he in prison? Robert Blake. I don't Blake? know. I don't is know. He still alive? I think he's still alive. So he played a murderer and then became one. Yeah, many years later, but. That's crazy. Wow. Well, well, well. Well, that's like uh, anytime oh, I see yes. um, Phil Spector. There we go. Oh, oh yeah, of course. So yeah, anytime yeah. I see Phil Spector in like a documentary or something, I'm always like, that dude killed somebody. <laughs> sure. <laughs> There's all these all these people that worked with him, and you know, like he helped make so many careers. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think like his legacy. Yeah, it's another oh. one of those that destroyed his legacy. Yeah, obviously. Also, it seemed like any. Well, I'm getting off on a tangent, but go basically, like, I feel like. Uh, no one seemed all that surprised that he did it. Like people who oh. knew him, they're like, "Yeah, that guy, like, he's mm-hmm. a little crazy. He carried a gun around all the time." And yeah. Wow. Anyway, I don't know much about that story. I know about it, him, but not right. the details. Um. So, winding down. Any other thoughts? Final thoughts about Sinister? I think I hit everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was so. fun though. I, like I, I do. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, I'd probably give it a grade. Of, I give it a good solid B. It, it, there's like a couple of really effective jump scares that are not cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, the great acting from Ethan Hawke and some supporting players and stuff like that. Good direction, and it's really cool to see that those guys have kind of gone on to do some really big things with Doctor Strange and whatnot. Yeah. And I think they're doing the sequel as well. Yes. Um, they're doing a Doctor Strange sequel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on oh, the slate. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to, that. right? They've only done one movie, right? Well, I figured mm-hmm. they just like did that to set his character up, and then they were just gonna have him in all the Avengers movies. But that's oh, no, awesome they... that they're doing a, an actual yeah. standalone Doctor mm-hmm. Strange again. Yep, yep. And uh, so I, I give it a B, and I definitely recommend it. I think it's totally worth watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. How about Jeff? How about you go next? We'll I'm gonna give it a solid A. <gasps> right. Yeah. I thought, a good one. Was, yeah, I thought it was really good. Like, the acting is top notch. The story was good. Like, and I, I had, I went into this cold. I didn't really know much about it going in. So like, the things are revealed in a way that kind of, they're not just, they don't just have a guy sitting there like, you know, <laughs> doing the, just basically telling the audience like, hey, here's what's going on. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
you you kind of piece things together slowly as it goes on, and it's, it's, it's really a good well point. Done. Ethan Hawke is like silent through a lot of the movie. A lot of it is him seeing Drinking things and, and like yeah. reacting yeah. to things. That's 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 an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. Should so. we are we spoiling anything with this movie? I think so. I think well, we're, I think, well, we're rating it right now. So yeah, like, is there something you want to talk I about with the just, ending? The I, the I do ending, now that you just say because. It, yeah. So we can, I can say what yeah, happens. Yeah, this is official, it's, this is end-all, be-all spoilers. We're going to talk about the ending in the movie, so. I mean, it's not very often that the entire family gets brutally murdered at the end of yeah. the movie. And I understand for there to be a part two that kind of has to happen, but when the movie came out, I don't think anyone knew if there was going to be a part two. So it's just, and the murders happened off camera. Right. Um, they're very violent murders because she basically cuts them up with an axe, but you don't see yeah, it. Yeah, the youngest daughter, yeah. And um, she's a painter, so she paints her walls, and at the end you see the her the blood smeared on the walls, and it's she's drawing like little figures, like she's basically mm-hmm. painting with their blood. So And all the iconography that they mentioned earlier because he encounters like components of the Bagul legend with like right. a scorpion, a snake, a dog. And the symbol, um, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure when I saw that, I was like... That's how this movie ends. Yeah, I, no, I, I, dies. I'm glad you brought that up because I respect that a lot. That they went for it at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 drew a line for you where they're like, oh, all these all these families get murdered. Why is he special? And then he moves out of the house at the end. You think, well, maybe he's safe now. Like mm-hmm. he did the traditional thing that we always talk about, where it's like, I would get the fuck out of that house. We yeah. said that like three times <laughs> in the right. course of the movie. He does it. So you think, yeah. well, maybe he's smart and he's yeah. gonna get, come wow. out on top. And then the deputy comes in and says, well, that's. The pattern is everyone like moves into a new home, and that's when the murder happens. And he it's said like, you basically just sped up your murder. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it was right. really clever. Because really, everyone would say, exactly. "Get out of the house." And, I, and I'm sure they're banking on that. As cl- a clever writer w- was probably thinking, mm. "Oh, everyone, the whole time they're watching this is going to yeah. be like, hey, move the fuck out of the house, you idiot.'" And then yeah. <laughs> they kind of plant that in, where it's like, "Oh, they really oh. should have just stayed in the house." But I would imagine. The ghost it would keep children would just ramp it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... You'd be haunted until you want to be yeah. executed, probably. Well, they did hmm. this, something similar in uh, Insidious, too, where, like, the family moves out of the house thinking, like, we'll just b- right. move away from the ghost, but the ghost, like, follows them to wherever they move to. Mm. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That, that would be terrible. It does. Um, <laughs> so, I gave it a solid B. You gave it an A, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Kia, what are you... I'm going to give it a B plus. Yeah. Because of James Ransom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> As an alphabet deputy. I'm kind of torn between a B plus and an A because I did really like it. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to say A. Yeah. Because I think even though there's that one guy that I'm not 100% okay with, everyone else is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, yeah, it's just the music's really good. Very creepy. Um, yeah, nice. this is like my reading soundtrack. So I read to like <laughs> music Sounds like it's straight from hell. I feel like I should say one more thing. Yes. Uh-oh. That's uh, more <laughs> your reaction is very animated. I'm dramatic. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to like shit on anybody for liking uh, Pet Cemetery. By the way, I'm not trying to like. Oh. You know, oh. come down on anybody about that or like. Because, you know, sometimes you like a movie, like, from your childhood or something, you really like it, and someone's like, that movie sucks, and then you're like, oh, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> so I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, talk right. down about anybody's uh, movie that they love, but uh, I just, I saw it for the first time at 39 years old, so I think I have, a, I have like, a different perspective on it I don't, than some oh, yeah, people did, grew, we may have, grew up with it. I think we may have mentioned this on the last podcast, but recently when I went to your apartment, 
like I heard you cackling. <laughs> like I was coming up to the door and I could hear you laughing from the inside. Yeah. And I like I knocked and you opened the door and you were watching Pet Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's a hilarious movie. Like I will say that it is it is uh, entertaining for me in that way where I was watching right. it and it was just like the it's so melodramatic and over the top that it was making me like laugh out loud. Right. Um, and that that scene where he's fighting Gage at the end is just like. It looks hilarious. It looks like he's fighting a little doll, and he's and like Gage is so adorable. He's got like he's still like Halloween makeup on his forehead. Right. It's like a Harry Potter lightning mark. You know? Yeah, like he jumps down from the attic, and the guy's like literally. You, you can tell he's just like holding a doll. He's like, oh, no! like he's wrestling with it, and it's just like I was like that is so hilarious. But we are giving Sinister a solid A minus. Yeah. I brought it down just a little bit, but I still liked it. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Well, let's sign out. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just, just reviewed Sinister. It is time once again for... Welcome to Half-Assed mm-hmm. Horror Trivia. Your host, Craig. Uh, your competitors, Jeff and Kia. Guys, Hi. do you... Oh, oh, yes. Hi. Guys, do you know uh, sinister comes from the Latin word meaning... Sinistra? On the left side. I do. Because on an eye chart... Yes. The sinister left! On an eye chart, sinister means like the their left eye. Really? Mm-hmm. Pass the duchy on the left hand side. It's like Oculus. Pass the duchy on the So the sinister left. Which of these presidents was left handed? <laughs> Hold on. We need a. Sh- uh... I was taking score on my phone. Okay, good. Thank you. The sinister left. Which of these presidents was left handed? A. James Garfield. B. Barack Obama. C. Ronald Reagan. D. All of the above. Jeff. Yes. D, all of the above. It is correct. Oh, man. Eight presidents were left-handed. Barack Obama, James Garfield, Herbert Hoover, Henry Truman, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and Bill Clinton. Damn. Which wow. of these Wild West gunslingers was left-handed? <laughs> Kia. I haven't, given you, I haven't given you the options yet. Oh. But what were you going to say? Billy the Please. Kid. That is correct. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I know my Wild West gunslingers. Very good. Uh, which of the original 1984 Ghostbusters was left-handed? Kia. Go. Oh, what's his name? Um, oh, Harold, Harold Ramis. Incorrect. I'm going to guess Jeff. Yes. Bill Murray. Incorrect. Mm. Dan Aykroyd. That's his name. I cannot remember Bill Murray's name. What percentage of the world's population is left-handed? Options, please. Any guesses? Options. The percentage of the world's population is left-handed? A, 12%. B, 17%. C, 21%. D, 32%. Jeff. Yes. C, 21%. Incorrect. Kia. Yes. 32. Incorrect. That was D. A, 12% is correct. Wow. My mom is part of that 12%. Tom McFarlane. Both of my parents are left-handed. Really? Yeah, it's true. 
What country oh. has the most left-handed people? Kia. <laughs> yes. China. <laughs> That's I mean, a good guess, but no, incorrect. Large population. Yeah, a lot of people. So yeah. <laughs> um, options. Yes. A. Canada. B. Australia. C. The Netherlands. D. Haiti. Canada. Incorrect. It's the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. What famous film director is left-handed? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, or, uh, let me give you the list because you yeah, could theoretically yeah. get someone random. Which of these famous film directors is left-handed? A. Joss Whedon. B. George Lucas. C. Jordan Peele. D. Catherine Bigelow. Kia. Yes. Joss Whedon. It is correct. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> I like Joss Whedon. What can I say? <laughs> which video game? Which video game character is a lefty? Kia. Yes. Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Good guess. Yes, Jeff? Options. I like this game. A, Link. B, Donkey Kong. C, Luigi. D, Mrs. Pac-Man. What? Uh, Link. That is correct. Link. I was about to say. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Does Mrs. Pac-Man have hands? In, the, in her uh, iconography, oh, yes, she does. She's like yes. walking with her tiny legs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, we are going to enter a speed round, okay? This is one point Wait, each. Wait, hold on. He just got that one right. He did. Right? Okay. We are going to enter a speed round, contestants. One point each. You have to tell me, when I name the name, if they're a lefty or a righty. Mm. We ready? Speed round begins now. Wait. Oh, God, Kia, I mean, what? you can't go too fast because I have to, like, take scores, so. Very well. Speed Do round. Do your best. <laughs> Lefty or righty? I want to count mine on my fingers. <laughs> That's a good idea. Spike Lee. Lefty. Oh, sorry. You still have to say your name. Kia. Yes. Lefty. Correct. Did I'm you? doing my fingers, too. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Joan of Arc. Jeff. Yes. Righty. Incorrect. Kia. Do I get the point? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. A lefty. I said... Okay. <laughs> yes, Joan of Arc was a lefty. <laughs> Bart Simpson. Jeff. Yes. Lefty. Correct. Ethan Hawke. Kia. Yes. What are you right with in the... Righty. Correct. <laughs> Helen Keller. Jeff. Trick question. Neither. <laughs> oh. She was ambidextrous. <laughs> uh, righty. Incorrect. She was a lefty. I get the point. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> point goes to Kia. Buzz Aldrin. Kia. Yes. Righty. Incorrect. Jeff, lefty. That is correct. The point goes to Jeff. James Baldwin. Kia. Yes. Lefty. That is correct. Fred Thompson. Jeff. Yes. Righty. That is correct. Oh. Kirk Cobain. Jeff. Yes. Lefty. That is correct. <laughs> I know that one. That's Mike the one I didn't guess. <laughs> Michelangelo. Kia. Yes. Lefty. That is correct. Which Michelangelo? Oh, like from Ninja Turtles. Turtle I'm with the artist. I'm with the artist. Moving on. Vincent D'Onofrio. Jeff Wrighty. That is correct. Oprah Winfrey. Kia. Yes. Wrighty. Incorrect. Damn it. Jeff left. No. That is correct, Jeff. Holy crap. Tennis superstar John McEnroe. Kia. Yes. Lefty. Correct. Music, oh, excuse me, musician, uh, <laughs> musician extraordinaire, Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff left. 
That is correct. <laughs> Isaac Hayes was a lefty. <laughs> Peter Benchley. Kia. Yes. Lefty. Do we know who Peter Benchley is? The writer of Creature, say, right? Writer of what? Creature or... He's a writer. Am I thinking uh, of the wrong Benchley? I think uh, the biggest book he ever wrote was Jaws. Moving on. James Ransone. Kia. The infamous deputy. Right. Uh, righty. Correct. Phil Collins. Kia. Yes. Lefty. Correct. I knew that one. I, I hesitated. <laughs> I like Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Carroll. Jeff. Yes. Left. That is correct. Tally those points up. Oh, Who yeah. is Damn. Nine. Ooh. I have nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Nine, ten. I have eleven. How much did you have? Eight. He has ten. Is that the end of the game? Yes. That is I final. Win! Oh, yeah. Sinister I Challenge. Win. Kia is the champion. My crown. Oh, yeah, it's going down. I'm a winner. Such nope. a gracious move. <laughs> Jeff was just staring at me. Usually this would be if it was the Jeff opposite. Jeff usually jumps into no. my songs. No. Jeff usually politely wins or loses. That wasn't rude what I was doing. I was celebrating. This is true. That was like a, a Craig style. Oh, no, I wasn't all like, you lost, Jeff. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> Eat it. Eat it. Eat the losing. We like to end every episode of the Half-Ass Horrorcast with a segment titled, What's Making Us Scared? In which we talk about something in the horror community, or the genre community at large, that's exciting us, or making us feel any emotion. Kia, please start us off. Well, mine is from outside the genre for sure, but it's an episode of Barry called Ronnie Lily. Your name's Ronnie Proxen, right? Uh-huh. Don't freak out. I've been sent here to kill you. I'm not going to do that. Calling an audible right now. I go, okay, so I want you to drive to Chicago, and I need you to stay there for about a year. Uh-huh. Do you have a suitcase? So it's like two episodes ago. Well, by the time this airs, maybe three episodes ago. Mm. But um, so Barry is basically about... Bill Hader's in it. He's a, a, a hitman that wants to become an actor, so he takes acting lessons at a school um, with Henry Winkler. Mm. <laughs> and it's hilarious, and it's really good. Um, but this episode was kind of like the Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta, where it's just like, you watch it. As soon as it starts, you go, okay, this is going to be different from everything else. And it's just a really good episode. Um, there's an article I saw that said the best fight scene wasn't in Endgame or whatever other movie came out, but oh, it was, yeah. it was it, the Barry episode. That, that movie, the Barry episode, what's it called again? Ronnie and Ronnie, Lily? Ronnie Lily. Yeah. Ronnie Lily. Um, it, uh, it dropped the same weekend as the big Game of Thrones episode with yeah. the big mm-hmm. battle with the, the walkers yeah. and uh, obviously Endgame. <laughs> and that's, yeah, like a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it got overlooked because this was like one of the best episodes of television <laughs> yeah. like ever. I mean, so. I'm not going to give anything away, but the opening scene... Is, there's basically like a fight sequence that seems to last for like 10 minutes and there's mm. no music and it's so realistic because it's just no one's getting the upper hand. It's just 
It seems like it was all one take. It's just yeah. really, it's it, a great episode. And it's worth, Barry is worth watching. Just If you haven't watched it, it's worth picking it up and watching the first season and going, you know, Bill Hader is great. Like the people he's assembled both behind the camera and in front of it are awesome. Henry Winkler's Yeah, Henry Winkler. Winkler and Stephen Root is really Stephen funny. Stephen Root's really, yeah. yeah. But uh, the, the thing is, though, is you could almost watch this episode alone and mm-hmm. almost get everything you need out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's done so well that you could pretty much just, you know, this, that there's a hitman trying to kill someone. That's yeah. really all you need to know. So it's definitely like the Teddy Perkins episode. Right. Like it's or it just, stands alone. It stands yeah. alone and it's the most unique episode of the show so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's nice. my, yeah, that's making me happy. <laughs> uh, I'll go next real quick. I, uh, I launched an Etsy page called yes. Friendly Monsters, Toys and Collectibles. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> Jeff was nice enough to make a, a logo for me. It's very cool. And it's, uh, I've named him uh, uh, Fritz. Because he's named after, yeah, Fritz. Mm-hmm. I, for years, I, I actually didn't called the Hunchback and Frankenstein Fitz. <laughs> oh. It wasn't, Kia corrected yes, me. Yes, because we did it. Trivial Pursuit Horror yeah. Edition. And in my head, I've, I've always thought Fitz. And you were like, no, it's Fritz. And I'm like, what, really? Like, it, like, blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, upset me, really, because I, I was so wrong. But he threw um, the table and everything. I did. I flipped it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, Fritz the Monster is my little mascot. And uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And if you like vintage toys, I, I'm selling pretty much everything you can think of. Uh, Voltron... And uh, He-Man stuff, uh, Thundercats, the, the whole nine yards. So California raisins. Oh yes, the California you raisins can't are get up. Them anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and then you know it might expand into some other things as time goes by. But for now, it's vintage toys. So if you are curious, check it out. It's on Etsy. Friendly monsters, <laughs> toys, and collectibles. <laughs> Jeff, what's making you scared? Craig and I went to Horror Hound <laughs> Weekend. Yeah. Uh, but this is this time we didn't make a video, mm-hmm. which actually ended up making it even more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we didn't have to worry about like, oh, did we get all the shots we needed, and we didn't have to worry about like, you know, asking people if it was okay and all that stuff. We just went in and just enjoyed it for what it was, and actually the only uh, photos we took on the whole trip was when we stopped at a big boy hamburger and like <laughs> oh, took yeah. pictures in front of the <laughs> statue outside. <laughs> But because uh, you pointed that out when we got in the car, you're like, that's the only picture we took in the trip. And it was like on the way home. But it was really fun. I had a good time. It was cool just to kind of get like a monster fix for, uh, you know, post Halloween. Yeah, like, like in between the seasons and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's bad. I, I, you know, I recommend a good uh, horror convention <laughs> every now and then just to get your, you know, wet your beak a little bit. It, and I think that's. Um, a thing when you go to these conventions is to not have any expectations and just mm-hmm. go for fun and kind of take in the ambiance and um, because I think a lot of times you'll go in with these like I got to meet so and so or I got to talk to this person or mm-hmm. get a picture with it and it kind of like when you realize oh there's a 50 million people here and yeah. I may not be able to get, do like 10% of what I wanted to do it kind of messes things up a little bit but yeah. if you just go in just kind of having fun and thinking I might be here for three hours. I might here be here for six, whatever, and you know, yeah. just kind of go with the flow. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The only celebrity that I really wanted to meet was uh, Christopher Lloyd. All right. But I wasn't able to because he was. I mean, apparently everybody else there that was the one person they wanted to meet. <laughs> yeah. 
But I did get to see Tom Wilson again. I'd met him through a friend years ago, and of course he didn't remember it. But uh, he was. You very, talked for a while. Yeah, he was really. He's pretty cool. He's a really funny guy. Like he's a comedian. Um, but uh, so I walked up to him and I was like, "Hey, Tom, how's it going?" He was like, mm. "Oh, pretty good. How you doing? I was like, <laughs> you enjoying the convention?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "How about you?" He's like, "Oh, it's great. It's great." And I was like. Uh, as a, he's like, uh, what's your name? I was like, Jeff. He's like, nice to meet you. I was like, actually, we've met before. I was like, you know, we met through this mutual friend. And he was like, oh, I'm sure I was very charming. You know? I was <laughs> like, you, you were. Uh, I should have mentioned that I met his whole family to him too. He, he may have, it may have jogged his memory, but, uh, but he was super cool. And he was like, uh, give John my best, you know. Was, <laughs> but uh, and, I, and I asked him if he had any prints of any of his artwork, and he's like, no, people here just want the Back to the Future stuff. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense, but. But if you don't, if you haven't seen Tom Wilson's artwork, you should look it up online. He's got some. He's a very talented painter. So, well, and, and uh, another thing about Horror Hound is it attracts people that aren't even there as panelists. Mm-hmm. Um, because one time we went to one of the recent ones we went to last year, Horror Hound, that was also Mask Fest. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dante was there just as. Yeah. Because I remember I looked at his uh, Instagram and mm-hmm. he had posted some pictures of him just hanging out there. Yeah. And it's like he didn't do any kind of panel. He just, I guess, thought I'm close or what, for mm-hmm. whatever reason and I'm going to check it out. I mean, so. Yeah. Did you say you saw like Greg Nicotero or someone walking around? Uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, at Monster Palooza, it's, yeah. but it's in Los yeah. Angeles, so it'll yeah, a lot of, the, a lot of like uh, those monster guys like to just go. Like Dana Gould, he goes to mm. Monster Palooza every year. I ran into him 2018 last year, yeah. and it's uh, really cool. Yeah, I actually like he and Bobcat Goldthwait did a show at Zany's last week or the week before, and you and I were gonna go, but it ended up not working out. But mm. I was I wanted to print out that picture of us and have him sign it. I was kind of <laughs> you and was, you I and Dana cool. <laughs> you know, I was like, I wonder like what his reaction would be if he saw that. Because you could see how like uh, the one of the characters from Evil Dead Two behind us. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Anyway, that's it. All right, uh, Jeff. It is your turn to pick the movie. Oh, what will it be now? What? I want to watch. What so I have like a, a list of movies, but there a lot of them aren't really readily available uh, on uh, streaming services, and they're a little more Halloween centric. So I'm going to save those for later. Save it for later. So I'm going to pick <laughs> the Clove Hitch Killer. It's on Hulu right now. Nice. And uh, this, that's just, I heard you guys talking about it briefly Dylan before. McDermott. Dylan McDermott. It's like a serial killer thing, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it, so this will be yeah. kind of fun for all of us to yeah, watch. Yeah, I've never really yeah. seen. Just heard a little bit about it. Yeah. So it's nice. kind of interesting, though. What's it called again? The Clove Hitch Killer. The Clove Hitch Killer on Hulu will be our next film. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Keep slamming that evil. Keep slamming that evil. Keep busting. Oh. Keep that busted. evil. Ooh, oh. That evil. Ooh. Keep busting. Keep busting. Oh, ha. Ooh, ha. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast, and you can send us an email at Horrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, HalfAssedHorrorcast.com. Hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did do it.